pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. Hour's been a busy one today with all the conversation about last night in Houston. Let's get back to the calls, and Andon is in Georgia. Hello, Andon. Hey, how are you, Paul? We are doing great, thank you. I'm calling about the game last night. I know you don't really want to talk about it, and I'm a big dog fan myself, so it hurt my feelings not to see Kirby Smart and the dogs there. But I will say, I do feel like that game could have gone a little different had Michael Penix Jr. been on his game. I mean, he just didn't look like himself last night. He couldn't get settled into that environment. Granted, his offensive line wasn't doing a great job against that Michigan defensive line, but if he wouldn't have just missed so many plays, passes were way overthrown. He just looked real shaken up. And I don't really think you can blame it on them not being able to establish the run game, even with the running back being hurt, because he seemed to be and get enough help that if they could get the offensive line rolling, they might could have made that game go a different way. And that game really wasn't over until the last little bit. But in the fourth quarter, Michigan really ran away with it then. That interception kind of sealed it for me. Thank you very much, Andon. Swamp Dog is up next. Hello Swamp. there, Mr. Paul Feinbaum. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, is he, uh, you're the Johnny Carson of sports talk shows, and I'm, it's an honor to talk to you again. Well, thank you. It's the end of another football season, though. It's kind of a sad day for me. How about you? Yeah, it's always uh, mixed emotions. Uh, it's, it's like the last day of school, except uh, I always joke about this, but it's really not a joke. People say, man, football season must be crazy for you. It's actually today is crazy because we are, we all have to start working now that football is over because football season is the yeah. easiest time of the year. Yeah, what do we do now? You know, you wonder. <laughs> I mean, now, I now we have much. to uh, – what are we going to do now for the next couple of months? Yeah, we'll talk about basketball, I guess. By the way, the, uh, yeah. the, caller, the caller bracket will start tomorrow. <laughs> Who the best caller is on the yeah. show. <laughs> That's always our go-to. Okay. Well, let me get to something I really want to talk to you about, and it's I'm not like Daryl, the other guy from Georgia fan like I am. I'm not. I'm a realist. I understand everything. I'm not complaining about Georgia, Georgia not winning the national championship, even though I think they could. But I want to talk about I man and Auburn and Georgia. We both had our chance to stop Alabama from going as far as they went this year. But we didn't do it. I mean, let it go. I want I man talk about some music. You know, football season's over. I know he loves music. Like me and you have talked about music before. And I know he has a music background. Get off of Nick Saban's back and just, you know, lighten up a little bit and talk about some music once in a while on here. and Just quit hating on Nick Saban and Alabama. Alabama Alice. Well, I don't think he would. Uh, I don't think he would be happy if he wasn't hating on Nick Saban. It's. He, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, but I, I you know, I'll double down on it. I man has a disease. It's called Sabanitis. Is there a cure? Is a. Does Dr. Fauci have a, a vaccine for Sabanitis? <laughs> James is up next. Hello, James. Hi, Paul. How are you doing today, sir? We're doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm just calling. I'm, I'm an SEC guy. I'm calling you from Miami, Florida. 
Uh, and um, it was hard watching the game last night just due to the fact that had Georgia was the best team in the country all year long, uh, that's my opinion. Uh, had Georgia played uh, Washington, it would have been a blowout. Had they played Michigan, it would have been a closer game. They would have beat Michigan. And this guy that called uh, uh, earlier saying that he was from the Michigan fan calling from New York that he won another crack at Georgia, I'm like, no, you didn't. Because you would have had the same scenario you had back in the Orange Bowl two years ago. We, you know, I congratulate Michigan. They had a great year. They deserved to win last night, but uh, they were lucky they didn't have to go through Georgia. That was just Georgia's fault. And if you come down to Miami with Luke, I want to, uh, to hang out at whatever that club was. Bring the guy from uh, from Alabama that uh, is a Miami Hurricane fan, J.K., I think is his name. Bring right, him sure. down here with you so that you guys could go to the club and that Luke and him could talk about the best college football team in Miami, which is the FIU Panthers, and they could celebrate and talk about all the things down here because there's no Hurricane football down here anymore. They could talk about FIU, and you could enjoy your eating that way, sir. You have a good day, Paul. Thank you very, very much. Uh, you be well. You take care of yourself. Arthur in Columbus, Ohio. Hello, Arthur. Yeah. Hey, Paul, good to talk to you. Thank you. And I've been watching football since back in the 50s. I remember when Bear Bryant was coaching for Texas A&M and uh, when Alabama got beat in the early 50s, and I guess in the Orange Bowl by some team, I don't know who it was, Maryland, by like 40 points. But anyway, I want to say, as somebody in Columbus, Ohio, that uh, uh, it was a rough night in Columbus. Everybody I talked to said, we didn't even watch a down. I guess it was sort of like when Bama fans, when uh, Cam Newton won that for Auburn, probably didn't watch it either. Well, we did. I watched it, and I would say this. Uh, by the way, I never rooted for, never rooted really for Nick Saban ever until the Rose Bowl game, and I rooted as hard as I could for uh, for Bama to win that one, and they came up just short. With that, I give a lot of credit to Michigan. They're good. They're strong. The guys came back, even though they didn't need to come back this year, and uh, we hope that Ohio State can get back to what they were. So my question is, tell me about these guys who hit the transfer portal from uh, the from the SEC. Tell me about uh, Quinshawn Judkins and why he left and why you think he's coming to uh, – why is he going to come to Ohio State, a team that everybody well, thinks well, is well, on Arthur, the decline. Uh, well, let me talk about who he is first. Uh, yeah. He started the season the best running back in the SEC – uh, he, he had some injury trouble. Uh, I think there may have been more to it than injuries, and, and you don't know, but you pick up stuff. I was there in Oxford this is. year, and, and I just think it, uh, when so many players come in from the outside and you're there, uh, remember, he was not well rec- uh, heavily recruited. In fact, hardly right. anyone wanted him, and Ole Miss took a chance, and he blossomed. He ended up going to Ohio State. Uh, I think he will be a factor. Uh, he'll he, He's all, he was already All-SEC last year. He could be the dominant running back in, in the Big Ten next year. That's how good he is. Well, that's what everybody's hoping. So why do you think he, again, there are always things. Well, the, re- the reason I think he left, I, I think it, uh, I'll just spit it out. I think it came down to money. I think he, uh, mm-hmm. had his, I think he got his feelings hurt with all the players coming in and said, you know what, I can, I can do better. Hmm, interesting. Tell me about the guy from Alabama. Tell me about the starting center who had such a rough time yeah, in the McLaughlin, road with uh, bad snaps. Yeah. Uh, the book on him, 
He's, a, he's an outstanding blocker. Uh, he's just not a great uh, long snapper. Uh, seems to oh, me that that could, be, seems that, that, that could be corrected pretty quickly. Well, we, we hope it does. Ohio State has never done a lot in the portal except for Justin Fields. And they know now they got to change things up. You don't lose three years in a row to Michigan. And, yeah, uh, he Arthur, I was with uh, I was with Stephen A. earlier, and uh, he yep. came as close to calling for Ryan Day's firing as I've heard. And yeah, I think he's too too strong. Uh, he always is. He's got to be. But I'm one of the few. Uh, but but hey, but I'll say this about Ryan Day: be. forget his record. If he can't beat Michigan, he's not going to be there long. No. Yeah. I'm. I think he's got a fourth year coming, and they'll give it a try. And uh, we we do hope they'll be better, but we don't know. People in Ohio, you know, people at Ohio State are not used to losing, and so they don't have any uh, any tolerance for anybody who is not going to win them all. But he won a lot of games, and it certainly didn't help that uh, he really got slaughtered in the fourth quarter by Mizzou. I mean, Mizzou's a good team. But Ohio State doesn't expect to lose to Mizzou. No. And, uh, but uh, Mizzou played a great fourth quarter, and they earned that one, too. So it's really good to talk to you, and it's good to hear some of your thoughts on SEC players coming to the Big Ten. Thank you very much. Great to hear from you. And uh, we will take a short break. We have a lot to do, including John Bacon on Last Night in Houston. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. It's funny. Welcome back. Uh, great to have all of you here. And let's get uh, back to the calls. And Susie is up next in Georgia. Hello, Susie. Good afternoon, Paul. Thank you for taking Thank my call again. Thank you. Um, 
I want. I tried to get in late yesterday to vent on IMAN because I was screaming at my TV and scaring my dog. Um, but before I do that, I want to recommend a movie to you. I wanted to recommend it yesterday because you and your wife like watching movies. Have you ever seen About My Father with De Niro? I don't think so. You need, it's hysterical. You really need to watch okay. if you like to laugh. Um, um, and a right gentleman already it. called. Yeah. <laughs> um, the gentleman that called and talked about I-Man too. Um, you know, I used to enjoy I-Man, but it's really getting to be almost, a, like you said, a sickness. And to have that much hatred in your heart for, for someone and to be so every day to call and just rant and rave and his voice is like getting like, I don't know, gives me goosebumps or whatever. It's, it's almost like a sick voice or whatever. I don't know, but you know, I man, you can call and make such great calls, but you know, I'm over it. And I think a lot of people are over it, except the guy that called you yesterday, I think from South Carolina thought it was the best call of the day. Um, I do. I, I'm not a fan of John in Missouri, and John, I'm probably older than you are. Maybe we're around the same age, and I think I'm wise, or whatever. But I have to laugh when you keep showing the, you know, Richard E. Nixon. It just, it just makes me laugh, and he can't, he can't call and admit and say I'm, you know, I was wrong. I'm sorry. So, you know, I hope his health is okay, and he's not suffering from dementia or whatever. Like. You know, I don't, we get I don't think he is at, suffering at from age. dementia, Susie. I think he's very uh, aware of his faculties. He just he, The problem he has is that he's got a uh, personality disorder and he needs medication. And I'll be happy to, to prescribe to him what he needs, but he, but he, needs, he, needs, it, he needs it badly. Otherwise, he's going uh, to blow an aorta or something. Thanks for the call. Uh, cheerleader is up next. Hello, Dave. Hello there, man. It's so good to talk to you. I hadn't talked to you since uh, the Rose Bowl. That was disappointing, but we got through it. We got through it. And uh, Paul, about Saban and him le- uh, leaving, I I just don't think he is. I just think they love Tuscaloosa. What do you think? Uh, no, right now, I agree with you. I, mean, I think a couple weeks ago, he may have been thinking about it, but I would say a lot of coaches are thinking about leaving at the end of the season. They're they're worn down. They haven't had a chance yeah. to breathe, and he now has yeah. had that. Yeah. Well, I hope he's getting a little chance to recharge and rebreathe and enjoy that beautiful home in Florida. And uh, 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 Paul, about which which one of those homes? <laughs> well, the one I think it's in Jupiter. Well, he's got. Uh, he was at Gasparilla the other day. That's his. Uh, oh. Uh, I, I don't know well, if he's, I don't know if he's moved it? into the Jupiter home. So, okay. Uh, he's got the well, Gasparilla, I think, is outside of uh, 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 Sarasota. Yeah, it's so all a right, beautiful Sarasota. part of the country. Hey, Paul, let me ask you about our center or about centers in general. Okay. Do Does a center have – I know they have short snaps and long snaps, but do they have – are they pretty repetitive? Repetition, repetition, repetition. When they center, the same thing. Well, or do they I mean, change the things up? Important because there's a lot of signals that go on from the center. Yeah. But but most centers, by the time they get to high school, know how to snap it short or long. Know how to snap a ball. I, yeah. I was just really disappointed in those uh, plays that didn't go well for for him throughout the year. 
And uh, when you mentioned changing the subject, Paul, which we all do, uh, you mentioned caller of the year. Uh, and I just have to say that I was so glad that I heard Ann oh, yeah, call in last week. or the, That was might have been the most beautiful call you received. And her voice, you could just tell, she just oozed kindness and uh compassion she just oozed it and the way she talked and said coit <laughs> that just tickled me she was great that uh, just she, she tickled, was so great tickled me it's it's it's, well, one listen, of the, it's one of the great calls we have ever had here cheerleader thank you very very much appreciate it brad is in macon you're out you're on the air hello brad mr paul how are you brother we are doing great thank you hey 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 it's no problem following cheerleader. Uh, she's easy on the eyes. Real nice lady. Um, I watched first taking up close. And I'm going to tell you, Paul, you handled that whole deal with a lot of grace and a lot of class. And you don't see that, but you did it. And I'm proud of you for it. I mean, you. you didn't run and hide. You did You did a great job on those shows. Well, I have a theory, Brad, uh, when, when you're trying to – First of all, it, this is this is sports. It's not that serious. We're not talking about right. uh, you know the war uh, in, in Gaza or, or Ukraine. Uh, and don't equivocate. I, I, I see too many people. Saw one today, by the way, who came on an airwaves, where saying one thing would have ended the conversation, but they can't let it get past their own you know, deficiencies, and they turn a a bad story into a worse story. And I, I'm kind of sick of the story myself. And I, I don't mean that disparagingly, but in sports, all the things that lead up to the final result don't matter if you win. That's right. But I'll I tell you, Paul, um, you know, Michigan got their national championship, and that's fine. It, it took you 27 years, but you got it. So you deserve credit for it. Just don't remember. Just remember this: the SEC is the official supplier of the NFL, and we're going to be meeting up again. And you got a target on you this time, and we're going to be looking for you, and we're going to bring it. But Paul, you enjoy the rest of your day, brother. Thank you very much. Really good to hear from you. Uh, and let's check in with Bobby, who is up next. Uh, hey, Bobby. Hey, Mr. Powell, how you doing today, bud? Appreciate we're, you taking my call. We're doing great. Thank you very much. I got a question for you. I heard you don't get up this morning when you said that uh, you didn't think Georgia could beat Michigan. And I thought about it, and you was probably right. But what I wanted to ask you was, uh, do you think Georgia would have given up those two fifty-something-yard passes and Brock would have thrown uh uh, three or four interceptions. I no, think we could. No, no. Let me. Let me. I'm not trying to go back on what I just said, but I had a millisecond to answer that question, and I understand how good Georgia is, but I didn't think Georgia this year was as good as they have been in the past two years, and so I I, I felt like Michigan was good. What Michigan never deviated. Uh, the thing that impressed me the most about Michigan is you always. It, 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 we, I used to feel this way about Alabama. Like, why can't they put this team away, even though they're leading by seven with the ball? It, Michigan just Michigan should have put Alabama away early, and they should have put 
Washington yeah. away early. And but that's okay. They're still a really good team. And Georgia, Georgia had some bad moments this year. And the biggest reason they had bad moments was they weren't quite as uh, strong on the line of scrimmage. And Brock Bowers right. was banged up. Uh, a healthy Brock Bowers would have changed everything. I agree with 100%. Can I give you one more comment, sir? Please. I think the reason Georgia didn't make the playoffs is two words. Heather Dennish. She <laughs> never gave us praise. She was always putting us down. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think she's trying to be a Laura Rutledge uh, copy, and she can't carry Laura Rutledge's pocketbook. <laughs> well, got me but, in an uh, awkward position here. I know, I know, but uh, I, I just she she never gave us praise all year. I'm sorry, and and she's she's a good reporter, but she never she never gave us. Uh, the one thing I, I am appreciative though is at least you said yeah, at least you said Laura Rutledge's pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone. Yeah, I, I, you could have gone beyond that. Hey, thank you very much for the call. Uh, always appreciate it. Let's. Uh, Let's talk to Mark in Virginia. Hey, Mark. Hey, Paul. How you doing today, Dr. Paul? Listen, as a Michigan fan, clearly I have a personality disorder. I'm wondering what you can prescribe for me. I spoke with you last week. Uh, you mentioned about uh, Michigan's uh, line dominance, and I asked about their secondary and if they could hold up. I think they answered that question uh, last night. Um, uh, where, where, where do you think Sanders still uh, will go. He's he's just he just is he's he's been a heck of a player, and also good job on uh, uh, you know coming on the Harbaugh train, and uh, it takes a it takes a big man to um, to admit not 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 that you were wrong. Uh, what do you think about uh, the possibility that these wins in this championship will be vacated? Because I think that would be wrong. I, I, uh, Mark, I think they're pretty low. Because, uh, because if, 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 if Harbaugh leaves, I, I think it's going to mostly end this conversation. I, I think they know they can't probably make a strong case because the NCAA is so incompetent. Uh, we'll find out from John, uh, John Bacon. He knows a lot more about it than I do, and he will join us next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Uh, welcome back uh, to the program. Uh, you can't talk about Michigan without bringing in the professor of all things Michigan, John U. Bacon, the best-selling New York Times author, the historian. John, uh, this is a day I, I certainly didn't think was going to happen. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you did, but we have talked to you so often during this odyssey of Jim Harbaugh. Just describe your feelings late last night when it finally happened. Uh, you can see it happening bit by bit, game by game. Obviously, Michigan was getting more and more real with the whole pros- prospect of becoming national champions. But, man, until the whole thing unfolds, you don't quite believe it. And look, when they're ahead 2013 for much of the third quarter and continually failing to throw a knockout punch, that is a classic Michigan thing. Going back to Bo Schembechler, we can count how many bowl games went down in that fashion. And they've got panics, obviously. They had a real chance of getting back in that game. You still thought they might, uh, might not do it. And then, of course, the Mike Sainer still with the interception. That's what finally sealed it. And then you think, wow, the whole thing actually happened. And I will say, Paul, in your defense, two things. Uh, one, with Greenberg this morning, you blew his mind. That's very hard to do, I think. Mike Greenberg's seen a few things. And uh, you're a man of honor on that one. But also in your defense, look, when Michigan was 2-4 and four in 2020, and Ward Manuel brought Harbaugh back for half the price, basically, uh, cut his contract in half, I don't know, 60% of Michigan fans probably would have been happy to see Harbaugh go at that point. So your position was hardly crazy at that point. So to see from that to this is one of the crazier sports stories I've seen in my lifetime. How did it happen? What did he do, uh, especially in today's current world? Well, if you ask Michigan State and Ohio State fans, clearly it's Connor Stallions and Stein and sign stealing. But I think it's a little, a little more to it than that. The big bet back in 2020 uh, is when he basically gassed six of his 10 assistant coaches, including guys that had done a good job except for Ohio State. And that's Don Brown, defensive coordinator, guys like that. Uh, good friends of his. He wiped it out and brought in a bunch of guys in their 30s. Um, one guy was a high school football coach, Ron Bellamy, who played at Michigan. Uh, he brought these guys in to connect with the players. He delegated a lot of authority, and, and it gave the players more of a say in what they were doing. And that has worked amazingly well. And, and also Ben Herbert, it must be said, the strength coach. He is appropriately crazy. Show me a strength coach who's not crazy, and I'll show you a crappy strength coach. Um, he's got the right kind of crazy. And they have pushed around. That's the biggest surprise to me, Paul. Seeing them push around Ohio State, seeing them push around Alabama, that I did not expect. Talking to John Bacon. John, uh, so many people who've only seen Harbaugh from a distance have, have seen him up close these last two weeks. And I, in Pasadena, he was kind of mildly annoying with some of his answers. <laughs> but, but I have to confess, last night I, I started to buy in. What is there about him uh, I mean, he, he is an out-of-body experience. So you know him a lot better than I do. <laughs> well, in overtime, my last book on Michigan football, I talked to his junior high school coaches and teachers and player and teammates and classmates. And, you know, he was a divisive figure back in eighth grade at Tappan Junior High School in Ann Arbor. This is not a new part of him. John Harbaugh has always been a uniter, and Jim has not been, frankly. Uh, but there are two gyms. There's internal gym and external gym. External gym creates a lot of enemies oftentimes, and as his brother told me himself and quoted, he can wear out his welcome. Internal gym works very well. The guys who know him well, the teammates and so on, his players, different gym in my opinion. And those guys, you saw the players, man, they're not, it's not lip service. They really love the guy, and they're playing for him clearly. They out, I mean, that team had five five-star players against Alabama's 15. That should never have worked. 
And just as a personal aside, you've talked to a zillion more people, but I, I happened to have run into a couple weeks ago the, the young quarterback who was committed and, uh, and signed with Michigan for next year. And he was in our studio one day, and I said, what's the deal with Harbaugh? And he went <laughs> on and explained to me the personal relationships that the recruits had. And this guy could have gone a lot of places. You, you know this backstory. He was a top player in the state. And, but, sure. but there's a connection. And I, I don't know, I mean, without knowing him very well, and I certainly don't, uh, it's hard for the rest of us to see him. Which brings me to the question that's been asked a million times today. Uh, what's next for him? Great question. And I talked to almost everybody involved, including family members and so on. Uh, and nobody knows right now. Nobody truly knows. He's enjoying this for 24 hours at least. Uh, two months ago, I would have said no brainer, 95%. He's back at Michigan. Um, but they dragged their feet on it. They dragged their feet on the contract. And what Jim always wants, as corny as it sounds, he wants to be wanted. And in 2010, when uh, Dave Brandon hired Brady Hoke to come to Michigan, uh, the 49ers sent Jim a box full of um, swag for his kids, all appropriately sized for all four kids. And that's what did it, wasn't the money. In 2014, NFL offered more money than Michigan was going to offer, but Jim Hackett, then the AD, gave him the bear hug. And Ward Manuel and Jim, there won't be any bear hugs there. There's no love. There's no trust, frankly. Uh, the president wants Jim back very badly. The trustees, I think, do at least six out of eight, maybe seven out of eight. Um, but uh, that's a problem. So, And also, the Chargers, watch them. They're the most likely team in the NFL, I think, if they do go that direction. Uh, Spanos has got the money. He's always like Jim. And the Harbaugh's have got a place in La Jolla, California. I still think it's 50-50. And it's worth noting that uh, Jim's house is uh, right above the hill from his dad's and mom's house. There's a well-worn path for his grandkids to walk down to his grandparents. You're not going to get that in L.A. probably. So the intangibles go Michigan's direction. The money and the boxes not checked, which is a Super Bowl, uh, would go the NFL direction, a toss-up. But trust me when I tell you, Paul, Michigan can still screw this up. And that is why Michigan fans can't have nice things. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is so, so bizarre. Let me, let, me, let me end on the family. Because uh, I, I don't care whether you're an Ohio State fan or a Georgia or Alabama fan. Uh, you couldn't help but be moved by the brother hug uh, early uh, in the game or before the game. And then and Jack Harbaugh at the end. Tell us of your, your thoughts as you watch that unfold. Those three are genuinely about as close as any brother-father combination can be. Uh, it's sincere. Um, and look, I mean, John Harbaugh's a little busy right now, I believe, with a certain... NFL organization. Uh, he should not be cutting out time for that, but he did for his brother, and the hug was real. Um, those guys really do love each other. They protect each other a great deal. Um, John takes exceptions sometimes when things are misquoted in the paper and so on about the contract talks and so on, and he's quick to uh, come to Jim's defense. So those guys fought like cats and dogs John's entire life, Jim's entire life, but Jim would be the first one to tell you if his brother were not a year and a half older, and Jim was always hanging out with John's friends, not Jim's friends. That's how he got to be so good. He's playing two years ahead of himself, basically. Without that, Jim said he'd never be a Division I quarterback. That's how it happened. Um, so those guys are tight as can be. And that, back to the intangibles, your parents are 50 feet, your, your, your houses border each other. Um, that intangible factor uh, might be what sways Jim to stay in Ann Arbor. And his kids are going to St. Francis Elementary, the same school that Jim went to. Great stuff. John U. Bacon, so many uh, rough conversations we've had about what is going wrong at Michigan. It's nice to 
have some good times today. Uh, thanks, John. Always great to see you. Always a pleasure, Paul. And as far as eating crow one day, I've eaten crow my entire life. I can send you recipes. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm a little full at the moment, but thanks for the suggestion. Uh, we will take a break. We're coming right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Back and good to see Larry uh, up and running. We were afraid Larry was sick last week, but a lot of people asking about him. Larry, good to hear from you. Yeah, man, I'm out of the hospital. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, watched about two minutes that game until it's going to be a blowout. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Washington shouldn't have been there. I would have picked Georgia, and Georgia, I believe, if 19 hadn't been injured against Alabama, I'd been a little bit different. But to hear these people and hear you, you really disappointed me, man. You really did. When you said if Michigan played Georgia, that uh, Michigan would win, that's, that's kissing them Yankees' ass, ain't it? I mean, no, it's just, tainted, no, Larry, that's he's what's he's called tainted, being honest and telling the truth. Hey, let, me, let me say what I want to say. Say whatever you he's want. Tainted. He tainted the win. He tainted it with his damn cheating. Now, I don't care what you say or what them damn Yankees say. Why are you say. so angry, Larry? Everybody, every Yankee Why are you mad? There. Are you going to let me talk? Yes. I'm sorry, Larry. Didn't mean every, to every Yankee's been on that show, including Reese said Alabama didn't have a good enough team to be there. They had a good enough damn team to be there, a team that went 29-0. and 0, And to say that, and they went into overtime to beat Alabama. Yeah. And so you want to sit up there and kiss that cheating Yankees ass, I don't like it. I don't like it at all when you got to cheat hey, Larry, let me know when I can respond, okay? Go ahead. And... Larry, I'll say this in the nicest possible way. Uh, go ahead. I ain't got no. Why? Uh, why do I care that I you don't? No why, with that. why would I care that you don't like it? I don't know. I'm not giving an opinion, Paul. You give your opinion, don't you? Well, Larry, you said well, what do you, uh, you? Hey, Larry, let me ask you a question. Do you think that yeah. I had six months to prepare that answer? I was asked a question live on, on yeah, ESPN this morning, and, and I, I answered it. I answered it honestly. You, instead of you saying, and it, instead of you interrupting Reese when said Bama didn't have a good enough game uh, team to be there, and then you got these people, uh, Yankee asses, saying, oh, we pushed them around. No, you didn't. No, they didn't. Well, Larry, do you, do you know the difference between the two of them? Larry, before, Larry, do you know the difference between the two you, of us? I'll tell you right now, Alabama. Larry you did a damn good job. Larry, your team, your team got your team got wiped well, out in the first half of that game. Michigan couldn't have went the road Alabama went. They really? wouldn't have went halfway really? in the season. And you know that. No, I don't. 
So go ahead on and, and hug up to them Yankees, Paul, because that's the side you chose. And I, and, and you Larry, are we it. going to have a conversation, or are you just going to bitch and complain? I'm just telling you, Paul, the truth. Did he not get caught for cheating? Yes or no? Jim Harbaugh was suspended for two different things. Uh, and <laughs> no, uh, part of the explanation was for the, for the sign scaling that anything that happens on his watch will cause him by the league bylaws of the big 10 to be suspended. There was never his yeah. name. He was, he, he was not specifically named in that part of the uh, allegations. He was, he was punished. Uh, you didn't listen to me, Larry, because the two okay. of us, do th- you, you know why we think differently, Larry? Because I wasn't, no, I, I when I grew up, punished, Larry, Larry, not punished. Larry, when I grew up, I wasn't taught oh. to hate all Yankees. And do you know why I wasn't? I don't hate Yankees. Do you I'm know why I was not taught that way? I don't got a damn thing against Yankees other than football. And that's the way it'll be. But, Larry, do you, do you understand the difference between us? Larry, he, are you going to talk to me or are you going to just damn? I like his brother. I like Jim's brother. I don't care I whether do. you like his brother or sister or, or not. I'm asking you a question. What? I asked you why you think we are different about Yankees. I don't think nobody has to be anyway. I don't care how other people are. No, Larry, you view everything through the prism of Alabama football and the South. I love the Southern football, and I love the South. Yankees don't impress me. They're too all up over themselves. And and that's the way it is. Okay, let's talk about Larry, let's talk about that. What has your encounter been with Yankees that have made you so anti-Yankee? I just, the football, just the way they are. When you were younger, uh, did some Yankee come in? All all of them think they're better than everybody. You know they do. No, they they don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. Just Michigan, just Michigan. It's just like, just like. Hey, Larry, Larry, uh, Larry, Larry, have you ever, do you ever stop talking? (laughs) Go ahead. Question, Larry. On January 1st, 2024, in Pasadena, California, in a game between Michigan and Alabama. Who won? It wasn't 1904. No, in 2024, a week and two days ago, who won the game between Alabama and Michigan? Uh, Michigan did. It was a good game. Why can't you accept? Why can't you accept, Larry, that Michigan is better than Alabama? I, I accept that on that, but I'm not going to accept they got pushed around. I'm not going to. They did to get pushed BS around, system. Larry. Jim Harbaugh outcoached Nick Saban. Every commentator look, I've look, spoken to I, said that. It went in overtime, fine, Bob. Doesn't matter. Now it you sound like my wife. The quarterback, freshman quarterback. Telling me this morning that how great Alabama people. was, and I said, no, that we, we've moved on from Alabama. They didn't hey, play last night. You're not. They knocked Alabama. You're knocking them right, right now. You, you, you and I both know that, that should have been a two-touchdown game. I don't mind you winning. I don't mind them winning, but they always have to do it in a sarcastic-ass manner. Larry. They always have to degrade the other team to make – That sounds really like Alabama fans. Better. 
Larry, repeat after no, me. Don't give Alabama no repeat, credit. Larry, in will, will you repeat you after you me? Michigan. Just repeat. Michigan. Michigan. Say that. I'm not going to repeat BS. You tell me. Say they they won the game. No, I want you to repeat these words. Michigan. No, no, Larry. Larry, you're you're Michigan. Just say Michigan, okay? No, I'm not going. I'm going to say this. Quarterback got his ass buried. Randy, you be Larry for a second. Michigan. Kicked. Our. No. You want to say that team that beat Alabama? Okay. So you will not even say the name Michigan? Nope. Sure won't, brother. How about that? And how about roll down tides? Now, bye. Ooh. Not going well in Larryville. We have more to come. Although I don't know how we, why, why, are, why are we doing that? We will be back with much more right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 